What is going on? My name is Adam, and you are listening to Pastors and Pastries. Uh, I'm a pastor, and I like pastries, and that's why we created this thing called Pastors and Pastries. Uh, today, we have on Emily Sombrito. She is fantastic. She's been in ministry since the age of 16. She has been a pastor for 10 years. She is the family life and care pastor at Life Center Church in California. And man, we had a great conversation about everything about women in ministry, about kids pastors, about um, just teaching and and guiding up the next generation. And and she, you know what, she is awesome. She is a mom, uh, a wife, a pastor, a middle school teacher part-time, and aspiring writer and a journalist, and a baker. Man, she does it all. And uh, we had a great conversation. So we hope that you enjoy. As always, you can email us at podcast at pavedpathproductions.com to let us know what you want to hear, <laughs> who you want to hear, uh, and just to send in questions or tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We'd love to hear from you guys. And also, you can check us out on our websites, pastors-pastries.captivate.fm or pavedpathproductions.com slash podcast and you can find ways to support us on both of those sites if you so wish if you like what we're doing and want us to see it more often or hear it more often then you can go and support us there that's about it i'm gonna stop talking so you can listen to emily sombrito hey you guys now this message is for anybody okay god you got our attention now what All right, welcome to Pastors and Pastries. Emily, who are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hi, I'm well, I'm Emily. <laughs> I am <laughs> I um, am a pastor, family life and care is my official title. And I serve uh, at Life Center Church, will be known as Candlewood Church in January of 2024. But so far, we're Life Center Church. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you said, what was your official title? Family life and care. It's a. Uh, um, I've been in this position for almost two years, and I did kids ministry for eight. Wow. Okay. So, so family life and care is different than kids ministry. Then, yeah. Correct. It is a part of it, but it okay. is not like strictly kids ministries. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. And then, so how did you get into kids ministry? Oh gosh. Um. Well, I love kids, so I started attending Life Center Church when I was about nine years old, nine and a half. And Robin Garvin was actually my kid's pastor. Oh, so no way. I, yeah. So I grew up with her. She was, uh, that was when we had Salty. I don't even know if you know Salty. This was, I don't. this was the Georgie. This is before Georgie was even in existence. So Whoa. the current Georgie is my Salty. Um, <laughs> and um, anyway, so I started serving in kids ministry when I was 15, 16 years old and was a leader and just kept on going and going and dabbled even in some youth ministry, but mainly it's the focus was kids ministries. And then I went, graduated high school, went to uh, college, Vanguard University, uh, stayed on campus, but they asked me to come and do an interim period my sophomore, no, junior and senior year. Um, And so we were, we were kind of in between 
official kids pastors at the time. So I did that for two years while I was still at Vanguard. Then when I graduated in 2013 with my degree, then they hired me on full time. Wow. So we kind of just go by the date of my full time in ministry starting in 2013. But wow. but you've been <laughs> you doing know, it for a long time. I've yeah. been doing it for a while. Yeah, that's crazy. So Robin Garvin, for those that you don't know, she is the head of uh, our kids men for SoCal yes. for uh, us Elizabeth God. And Georgie, she does ministry still. And Georgie is uh, her puppet, I guess you'd say, right? Yeah, One it's her, her friend. Yeah, her friend monkey. Yep, her, her friend her monkey. Baby monkey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she she does ministry for kids ministry with the, with Georgie and a couple other guests, and they're they're great. They're really wonderful. So, uh, and that's how you and I met. We met through kid. KidCon. We did. Like yeah, years ago. Yeah, we were both <laughs> hosting or emceeing, I think. I think we're <laughs> not, not married and no, exactly. no kids. Exactly. It was a lifetime ago. <laughs> oh, Man. gosh, yeah. On your, on your Instagram, you have a couple things listed. You have Baker, inspiring writer, and journalizer. So first of all, Baker. Yeah. Do you have like a side hustle of a baking? I do. Sweet I treats? do. Sweet treats is my yes. side hustle. Yeah. So um, just to help put, honestly, it's to help put gas in the tank and food on the mm. table. But I, I do love baking. That is one of my joys that I do. So I do cookies and other different types of pastries, which makes me excited that this is about you know, right, about pastries. pastries. <laughs> I'm all about it. When I was <laughs> doing a little it. bit of research for you, I was like, oh, man, I should have yeah. just hired her to do all of our pastries oh, for the podcast. hey, if I don't have to make it, I'm okay with that, too. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, so you're, you're, you're a mom uh, of two, mm-hmm. right? Three now. Of we three. have an eight-month-old. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's okay, yeah. So three. Three. And uh, you're a wife, and you are a pastor, yes. and you have your own yes. business. How how do you do it? Oh, Lord. That's a lot of Jesus. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot of, Jesus. of Jesus. A lot of Jesus. Um, I have an awesome husband who uh, carries on a lot of the weight as well with um, with our kids and scheduling and uh, a lot, of, honestly, a lot of the nighttime routine of things because I'm just mm. I'm just exhausted by the end of the day. He gets yeah. he's a night bo- he's night owl. He does the nighttime. I'm a morning bird. I can do the morning stuff. So it's kind of an an easy an easier mix for that. Um, so our first two kids are twins. They're uh, six and a half. They're in first grade. And um, now our eight month, eighth month old. So there's a, there's a bigger chunk in between their age yeah. groups, and our olders are now getting helpful with our younger. Nice. So that's nice. Um, and then we just honestly have an awesome village. We believe yeah. in the power of that of that village of family and friends who are like family, and just yeah. help us do it. Help us do it. That's great. And I'm sure so your six year olds are probably in your kid ministry programs now, right? They are. They yeah. are. So um she's actually my best friend. Her name is Heather and she's our kids pastor. And so I just love being able to have part of our village also pastoring our kids. So yeah. it's um it's great to see and it's an awesome just watching them grow up and they actually attend. We're blessed. By being a pastor, our school that the kids go to um, acknowledge female credentialed ministers. Not all schools do that. Um, and so I get a ni- nice little discount because that's of my great. my being a pastor. So that, yeah, that's yeah, helpful. Yeah. They, go to, they go to a private school, yeah. That's great. So can you – how is the transition going from right, – you're, you're a pastor and a wife, right? And then that's, that's hard enough in itself, right? And then now you throw uh, – you know, you know, you have kids. So how – how was it transitioning from, uh, 
you know, delegating time between like prepping for ministry, uh, being a wife, and then now you're like, you're now have to take care of, of two, especially twins, right? You have to take care of two. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a hard transition? I'm sure it was hard. Was it, how was that transition going from just being, you know, you and your husband doing ministry to now a family of, of you doing ministry? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, there is a shift. There is a pivot. There is a, um, there is a figuring out of things. And honestly, I believe that, oh, when do we have kids or when do we jump into, you know, a business? When do we do this big thing that you've been praying about? Honestly, there's never really a time that you may feel ready. There's always an excuse. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough car. We have barely enough space in the house, whatever it is. But in every part that we move forward in, we've always asked for the peace of God. Okay. We may still feel worried at some point, but I need your peace. And like, you can help see me through in this way. And I, and he shows up every single time. And so that's what we try and do is just, uh, okay. For today, what can we, what can we do? What is, what is feasible? What can we do? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I guess the biggest transition is schedules. <laughs> it's mm. not just you getting yourself um, ready in the morning and getting out the door. It's, you know, other people, you're getting them ready. Or yeah. um, one of the biggest struggles and um, things that we have experienced as parents um, is health. Um, our son mm. has really bad asthma. And so we've had a few ER visits. We've had overnight stays. We've had um, our very first ambulance ride this past May. It just, this is, this was the one thing that we kind of were not prepared for. Mm. But um, even in that situation, just seeing just flickers of God being in the moment, like like reminders. Uh, one of the nurses that came in was someone who I grew up with. She was my um, high school leader in church. Like she oh, was wow. the RN. I was like little just bits and pieces of like, I got you still. I got yeah. you still. And yeah. That's fantastic. I don't even know if that answers the question. but No, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. That's great. Uh, and it's also, like I said, inspiring writer and journalizer. Uh, what, do you, yeah. what do you mean by journalizer? Are you just like an avid journal writer or yeah so um i do have a passion for writing i got into it when i was in college and um to be honest it was something that i never thought i would do i have a learning disability and it was always a struggle for me to even just read um figure out words spelling the whole nine yards and so i was told at a very young age this is something that you will struggle at your whole life oh wow and i did and i did Um, but again, even in the moments of just feeling like I couldn't get it, I was to put it blankly, like I was the dumb one. I was the dumb one in the class. I couldn't get it. Mm. Um, grades were a struggle. And so I just poured a lot into my studies. Um, and my, I was also athletic, so I had athletics and scholars, but, um, I just really got into books. I got into the creativity behind it. I got into, um, okay, how do I how do I learn 
to learn. That was what I was mm. taught. You have to learn how to learn. You are not dumb. You just need to learn how to learn in your own way. And so I just really got into it, got into writing small stories. And now I'm kind of dabbling into small little devos here and there. So nice. collecting things here and there. Um, trying to compile something, but I'm also like, ah, sure, like just put it aside. And so now it's kind of a little cute little bundle of of writings, I guess you can say. And wow, ex- that's ex- you know experiences. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really cool. So do you? I mean, uh, so my wife journals, right? She she journals whenever she devos. Is that something that you also do as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's yes, absolutely. And a lot of times I do it because of words and different things. I do a lot through art. So a lot of just different um, art pieces, or if you've ever seen people actually, I don't know, this might offend people when you actually like <laughs> write in your Bible, like yeah. you actually like sketch in your Bible. Uh, there's, you know, things that will stand out to me that I'll like go back to or highlight. And I love God's word because is the living word of God, which means the scripture that me- is for me today may mean something different and a different impact mm. at another day or what it was, you know, years ago. Yeah. And I just love how, what I can look back at, um, and see these are our, I believe journaling can be served as even like an Ebenezer. This is our milestone that we can look back at and it's why it's dated. It's why it's like true. This is my reality at this time. And you can see how God has brought you through and you can look back and you can recognize it, but you can also see where you are now. So with these inspiring writer and these journals and these devos, is that something that you would like, would like to do one day is like maybe ministry is coming to an end, but now you're writing devos or you're writing, you know, short stories or whatever. Yeah, I would love to. I still have, I always, I'm like, I'd love to be able to publish a book. That's just something that I would love to be able to do. Um, And so there's still that, yes, I want to do that. But I also want to do like both and. I always, I do love... Um, I do teach on the side also um, at my kids' Man, what school. don't you do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, so a little, just a nugget. The school that my kids attend was the school that I attended. It was okay. at that point known as First Baptist Church of Lakewood Elementary Schools, a really long first FB Coles <laughs> is what it was called. Now it's called Lakewood Christian Schools. I attended that and started the middle school. I was one of the 11 that started oh, wow. the middle school there. I teach in that middle school now. Okay. And so um, we created um, our own curriculum for the for what I started. I started it right – it was I got pregnant with the, with the twins. So it was back in 2014 when we started it. Um, no, 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 no. They were born in 17. We got married in 15. So it'd be 16. Uh, we started the curriculum. It's called media arts perspective. It's taking six different elements of, um, a worldview of media of different art and how the world is trying to tell us who we should be versus who God tells us we are in, um, in scripture. So I have six, seventh and eighth graders and we dive into, uh, those different elements. That's really cool. That's awesome. My wife is also a, wanting to write a book as well, so that's that's awesome. super cool. Maybe you guys can collab one day and absolutely uh, and get together. Absolutely, and share. I think um, I mostly need just like the accountability. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, her as well. Yeah, uh-huh. her as well. Sometimes she's just like, "Hey, remind me for the next few days." Like, have you written? Have you written? Yeah. And so we just need that constant push, especially when everything else is going on in our lives, right? Oh um, yeah, absolutely. So you said your credential. Did you go? You went to uh, Vanguard. Did you get did. your credentials there, or did you do like a seminary after? Or interesting question because I did not know that you could 
instantly get your credentialing when graduating Vanguard when you're a religion major. Had no clue, even though I attended. Um, (laughs) No, so um, so I I went to school of ministry through again. It's through the SoCal uh, network. Um, So I got licensed automatically. So yeah, just so you know, if anyone's listening, if you attend a Christian. (laughs) A Christian campus, namely Vanguard University, and you graduate as a religion major, you get your um, your licensing. So it goes certified, licensed, and ordained. Um, took the test, got my license um, in 2015, I think it was, and then went into the classes to get ordination and got ordained in 19, 2019, which was every, before everything shut down, and it was our right. centennial, and you know, wow. big cool celebration. Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. So yeah, so I mean that's pretty that's kind of like a, almost like a not a fast track, but you kind of you kind of did a couple steps at once, which is great, you know. Yeah. I yeah. wish I would have known like cuz I mean <laughs> could just I could have just uh, right. just saved so much uh like it was honestly this debate. I had I wanted to get it, but I wanted to do it because God was wanting me to do it, not because someone said you should do it. Yeah. Like I had a lot of people like, "Oh, just go and do it. It's fine. Just go and do it." I'm like, "I want I want me and Jesus to have that conversation on like moving forward with this because it is a big step. It's yeah. it's not just, you know, a simple easy peasy for for some and it wasn't for me. Um there was a lot of um prayer behind it and I was like, "Okay, Lord, if this is going to be a way to open up an opportunity that you want me to do, then I'll do it." Yeah. Um and he's saw me through because it was again going back into studies i'm a terrible test taker uh it's a lot of memorizing i'm like this is a struggle and he knew and he knows he created me of my struggle with academics in that way so yeah 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 so when so then leads me to my next question why why ministry um you kind of answered it a little bit there but when did you get that call and when did when would you make the decision so, um, in my junior and senior year of high school, I went on my first overseas missions trip to Fiji, and I actually went with Simon Gounder, who is also part of the AG, is part of um, mm-hmm. Global Aim, and he led our team. And our first team had like, oh gosh, like seven of us or so. And what we did was we went to a lot of schools. And we got to see a lot of kids and we did a lot of like the tent revivals. If you picture like, you know, the true, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, those night revivals and you go house to house and like all of those, really, like that's truly what it was. And so when we went to the schools, it was my favorite time because obviously I love kids yeah. and I got to see all these just awesome kiddos, hundreds, there's these giant schools. And my pastor at the time, he said, Hey, you're going to, you're going to do the message. And I'm like, what the heck? You didn't like no prep, <laughs> just like, you know, that's part of, uh, missions trips and ministry, honestly, is you just sometimes get thrown in. Yeah. And I was like, what do I, t- what do I, what, what, who, how, like all these questions, he's like, let the Lord lead you. And so <clears throat> you also have the interpreter, right? Because they're Fijian, they either speak, um, Hindi or they speak Fijian, like there's diff- different types of things. So you have your inter- interpreter. Uh-huh. And we, I was like, I'm just going to go to my roots. We did the story of David and Goliath and we had like, our team acted out. It was very, you know, Sunday school-esque, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah. And in that moment, as I was teaching and preaching, I, guess, I mean, I thought it was like, you're just kind of telling a story because I'm 16 years old. Yeah. And um, God said, this is what you're going to do. Very vague, very, very vague. (laughs) 
I don't know what this means. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to be a missionary? Does that mean I'm going to be a teacher? Does that mean I'm going to tell Bible stories? I'm going to be a Sunday school? Like, what is it that I'm going to do? Yeah. And he just comes and saying, this is what you're going to do. Had no he, idea. When, let me pause but, right there. When he yeah. when he was telling you this, was it was it like an audible voice? Was it like a feeling in your heart? Was it in a dream? How did you how did you hear hear that? It was a feeling. Yeah. I I personally I've never heard of the audible voice of God. I people who do awesome. I praise yeah, the Lord. Right? That's awesome. It's awesome. Because it would be point blank, right? Like this is like exactly, obviously yeah. God speaking to you. Uh, no, most of the time the Holy Spirit speaks to me through um, through feelings and through um, repetitive. This is what it like. It's a it's a mm. constant word usually. Um, or a re- like, um, it's, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It is, um, validated by other people or, or someone mm, would speak like into it in that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, affirmed. Exactly. So this is just, it was just, this is what you're going to do. And it just kept on like, this is what you're going to do and just kept on going. And so the second year I just let it rest. Okay. Whatever that means. Rest the junior let it year. Rest. Let it rest. Yep. Yeah. It was junior. So now I'm my senior year. We're going to do it again. They asked, do you want to go back? I said, sure, I'll go back. Um, and then that time there was like 15 of us who went, you know, grew. And once again, in um, in, this one was like a tent revival. This was like speaking to adult, like all families, mostly adults. Okay. Some kids were there. Nighttime revival and sharing my testimony. Because, you know, usually when you go on mission, you practice your testimony. You practice yeah. how you're going to tell, yeah. talk to people. He said, this is what you're going to do. I said, okay, now we're in a different, like, <laughs> this was like a Bible lesson was first year. Now it's in, this is like a testimony kind of thing. But again, it was still overseas it was still missionary and i wasn't thinking like called to missions yeah um it was more just in the setting of you are going to be talking to people about me and um i said okay uh i still don't really know what that means but things started rolling that senior year, you're trying to figure out where if you're going to go to college, then right. where you're going to go to college. Um, can you afford college? Will yeah. you stay at home? Will you, you know, all these different things. And when I graduated high school, that was when this, everything crashed. The stock market crashed. Everything, people were losing jobs. People were filing for bankruptcy. Everything yeah, just yeah. plummeted. Um, and at the time, my mom and her husband both had no jobs. They got fired. Oh, we had wow. to file for bankruptcy. Um, so huge. I mean, people lost people lost their businesses yeah. in that time. It was in 09. Um, and I remember people just being so distraught, like mainly in the finances. And um, the blessing that came from that was I got pretty much a full ride to wow. college because oh, – wow. Both parents, parent, he's my stepdad, but mm-hmm. uh, he, both legal guardians, if you will, uh, yeah, both yeah. bankrupt. Um, and uh, I, I, you can also file for heritage, so being Hispanic. Um, and then also uh, my grades that I, and athletics and all these different things yeah, that kind of yeah. go into it. Um, I was able to stay on campus. I was able to kind of start this huge new life. I'm the only one in my family really who has chosen that. Most of the mm. women in our family have um, stayed at home 
or um, have started their families, gotten married, had kids right right out of the gate. Mm. And me choosing to go to college was a little bit foreign for my family. Like, interesting. Why are you choosing <laughs> to do this? Why aren't yeah. you, you know, getting married? Why aren't you having kids? You know, I'm 17, 18 years old. Why aren't you being more serious about your life? Yeah. And, um, wow. you know, still like once it cho- chose choosing to go do that, everyone's very supportive. But, you know, it's just different. It was a different setting yeah. that I was doing. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's crazy. Um, doing athletics in high school and being a, a Christian, was that was that kind of like living in two worlds? Because <laughs> for me, that was living in two worlds. Like I played football, I played baseball yeah. in high school, and I also went to church. And I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't do it well. I lived mm-hmm. more in the football, baseball world than the church world. I went to I went to youth group, I went to church, but I was more yeah. influenced by my sports than anything else. How was that, how yeah, was that experience for that's you? A, uh, yeah, I was, okay. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely the oddball. I was always the weirdo. Honestly, I was always <laughs> the weirdo. I was the one who sat underneath the tree, ate my lunch by myself, read a book or did something, you know, mm. I didn't have like a group of people who I hung out with all the time, maybe five. Okay. My team, however, would be also considered like a, a social setting, right? Like you have, uh, yeah. I played volleyball. I played volleyball for seven years and so into middle school and then into high school. It's what I did and I love. I still love it. I wish my body could still do (laughs) what it used to do. My body tells me otherwise. Right. Um, um, So, yeah, I had – there was one friend who was on the team who also was a Christian, like same same kind of setting, went to church – you know, Bible study, we, we went to each other's youth groups every now and then. And we honestly, yeah. we became really good friends in high school, like probably considered like this is the best friend of high school. Okay. Um, and we would rely on each other a lot when it co- when it came to the different stresses and pressures of what the team would choose to do versus what we would do. Yeah. And to be honest, I was really blessed in that setting where our team wasn't really going rogue, like a hardcore in certain areas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of the time it would just be the way that you would act around people or within the team or how honestly you would respond to an opponent. Um, and most of the time our coach was just really on top of it of just being like, Hey, we're respectful for, to our, to our, um, you know, competition here and with each other. So I didn't really feel too much stress or pressure in that, but in the, in the high school setting, yeah, there was a lot of like, weirdo christian freak kind of person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. wow um we had like the christian club i don't know did you have a christian club at your at your high school not at my high school my middle school did though but strangely enough my high school didn't yeah yeah Yeah, i attended a few times i'm like yeah i can see why people would think we'd be weird like this is (laughs) this is is weird i can understand have you seen the memes where it's like I'm 100% sure that this is a youth group. And it's like some people, oh, like yeah. teenagers doing weird things, you know? It's yes. like, this is yes. definitely a youth group vibe. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, what you think, like looking back on it now, like there's nothing, like we were just being kids, you know, and, yeah. and doing kid things. It's But in high school, there's so much pressure to be cool. There's so much pressure uh-huh. to be different or to stand out or to not, not do what um, looks awkward, you know? But my wife yeah. is a good testament of she she is still that awkward teenager that is just living her best life in youth group games. And I love her so much that's, for it. 
That's awesome. I think one of the other ways and why for the middle school where I teach um, now for one of the topics that we talk about is music. And it hits home for me because um, did you guys have like entrance songs or a team yeah. song or mm-hmm. like any? Okay. So we had the same thing. Ours is ours was gym. And so everything's loud in the gym even more so. Yeah. And so every um, uh We'd either for our warm-ups have everyone have choose one song into our playlist and you can, you know, do that or your entrance song, you'd have a a song. My music does not sound Christian. I'll just say <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say it that way. I am the weirdo who listens to hard rock and heavy metal, usually yes. on a regular basis. And so one of my songs was much harder than the rest of the team. And they're like, who the freak is listening to this music? And it's, you know, the quiet kid who sits in the corner being all weird and reads her Bible. And um, it's all about the lyrics, obviously, of what you're actually saying. But that was one of my... I don't know. I kind of like shock value sometimes. Sure. When you... Like, what you look like does not match what you listen to or what you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have it's, a I have a youth fun. pastor friend who used to be in like a screamo metal band. Awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's like that's super hardcore, man. Um, so when so you got the calling to be to speak in front of people, mm-hmm. senior year of high school, right, or junior year, senior year of high school. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then, why? So for me, <laughs> I could not do kids ministry at all. I just, I just, I love kids. Don't I love kids? But yeah, kids yeah. ministry is a different beast, right? Oh, so you have to be called to kids, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, obviously, you were called to kids, but what, what, what was it about the kids ministry that kept you there instead of pursuing maybe like a head pastorship or associate pastor or yeah. anything else? You know. <sighs> to be honest, um, I still feel even then and now. So it's been ten years from you know that more so, but 10 years from being actually now, this is my job, you know, yeah, pastor um, to now, I still feel there is a little bit of strain and tug and maybe even competition or weirdness, if you will, when it comes to um, females taking the pulpit. Hmm. There's, mm-hmm. and it even depends on uh, congregations. We do have an older congregation. And so even when I was younger, I started obviously very, very young. And yeah. we have some opinionated people who just do not think young people, people should be doing what they do and then throw on the other level of female is like yeah. a whole new ball game. Yeah. And so honestly, I did not get that opportunity. Hmm. A lot of times it went even into like, oh, you can't even do baptisms. You can't do baby dedications. You can't do any of these other things because of those factors yeah, yeah, at the yeah. time. I almost had to prove myself, if you will. Yeah. But I personally believe that the ministry should not look like a pyramid scheme. Right. Ministry should look like um, side-by-side serving God's people. So obviously you do have a head who's uh, who's called to um, pastor and lead and shepherd a flock of people, including us as your, as your lay people, if you will. Yeah. Um, but pastors, um, regardless of age, um, are pastors. And um, even honestly, if you want to say at this point, I believe that I was pastoring before I even got my paper. Hmm, yeah. Like of credentialing. Yeah. And so people who are pastoring um, people, uh, 
this is this is your this is your setting. So I love the fact that um, kids kids are on a whole new level of understanding God's word. They are like sponges wanting to know about what God's word is. Who is this Jesus that you're talking about? And that is almost at a mission setting. If you think about it, where I was doing, um, you're you're teaching people about this Jesus who they don't know about. And kids, regardless of if they know who Jesus is or have never heard of him before, want to hear stories of awesome miracles and and true um amazing testimonies of others and gosh walking on water raised from the dead swords getting stuck in the fat of fat kings like all these just like fun fun different things and i love that element i love that they are genuine and they uh, they truly want to be with Jesus when they're with Jesus, and when yeah. they uh, worship, it is full heartedly in it. You know, they're all out for it. And so, I used to have people tell me, "Oh, that's cute, or that's nice that you're just in kids ministries, or you're just a kids pastor." And wow. I would kindly say, "No, I'm a pastor." Yeah. So regardless of if it's for kids or right. if it's for adults, you are spreading God's word in a big and monumental way and making 100%. a difference. And the fact yeah. that kids and youth, I think, should be even at that top level. They are the you know the next generation who are coming in. So yeah, let's yeah. focus on them. So it's not just. So if anyone who's listening to this is like, "Oh, I'm just doing whatever," it's not a just. Yeah. You're here and doing what God has called you to do, and you're doing it in a big and monumental way. Amen. So, um, so I just, yeah, being in kids ministry and seeing that and developing, and I'm still, you know, helping and serving in kids ministries and yeah. the middle school in some way. And so, um, I just love it. I, I love that element, and then I also love when I do get the chance to have the pulpit, if you will, and, mm-hmm. and preach in that way too. So it's both and it's yeah. both and, and knowing and knowing your audience and how mm-hmm. you're going to take God's word and, and, you know, shape it for understanding or receiving yeah. or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree with you. That's really well said. Kids ministry is crucial because even as a youth pastor, I am building on what kids pastors have already done, right? You, Mm -hmm. as a kids pastor and all kids pastors, they put in the hard groundwork, right? Um, Because the attention span isn't always there. Uh, They are asking a billion questions or not paying attention or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And anything that seeps in and your guys' dedication and your persistence, anything that seeps in and sticks, that is then what they remember the rest of the, I still remember things yeah. that from when I was in kids ministry, oh, you know. Gosh, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, it's not childcare. It's a ministry. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. I I love our kids, pastor. I love I love Heather. I love our kids ministry leaders. They're just like I see you. You're yeah. not just childcare. You're not just here just to be able to. Where do we put our kid? I see. You know. I yeah, see yeah, them. Yeah. And and every element of ministries. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so now in your role now, how, what do you, I mean, and you don't have to answer this, but what do you prefer? Do you mm-hmm. prefer being like, you know, in kids ministry every single day? Or do you like this more of like a supervisor managerial position where you're uh, mm-hmm. helping the kids pastor, mentoring them, you know, make sure they're set up for success? 
Um, again, I think that's both. And I love being able to see, cause I'm not in that position anymore. And I believe wholeheartedly that's where God has shifted and pivoted. So it wasn't like you're stepping down or stepping right. up, you're stepping over yeah. to be able to let me do what I want to do next. And so I believe that, but because I'm blessed to be able to have our kids pastor be my best friend, we also have a relationship where we get to support each other. Mm -hmm. So she pours into me, I pour into her and we have a relationship and then we support each other. So I do yeah. get to be a part of what is happening in that element. And she gets to part, be part of the care pastor position for kids. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're caring for families and kids in that element. Yeah. And so do I have a preference? Um, there's, it's, it's a fine line because I think that, that it overlaps, you know, it overlaps mm. to, to a degree. Um, I, I have the awesome opportunity to be a part of and, and be a part of different ministries in that way, um, with youth and young adults or with, um, like our, our harvesters, our older generation, or with, um, you know, worship with, uh, you know, you name our ba our boomers, you know, whatever you want to say of yeah. you know, having that relationship. And I am an introvert. I truly am, which, uh, the difference between extrovert and introvert is literally how you recharge your battery. So yeah. I need to be alone by myself to recharge my battery. Doesn't mean I'm not social. Doesn't mean that I don't like being with people, but yep. after a while you got to pull the plug. Preach. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, when I get to be with people, there's an, there's a, an enjoyment. I love doing this and having that relationship. But most of the time it's one-on-one, -on -one. Yeah. you know, most of the time it's like, how are you doing? And then with the kids, I get to be a part of seeing that in a larger element as well and being supportive in that way. So I mm. guess you could just say, I'm just being that supportive pastor all around yeah. of, of how, in, of how to do that. And, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Now, real quick sidebar. Did you marry an extrovert? Mm-hmm. Mm you did. So did I. <laughs> I did. Yeah. That healthy balance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jacob is very much like, oh, gosh, he has to be around people. He, <laughs> God bless him. When we were dating... <laughs> When we were dating um, and our little selves, he did not grow up Christian. And so he was, was a whole new element of even being in a Christian setting. Mm. And so um, what's interesting is so his sister married my cousin um, and they were dating back in high school. So they're, how we even got to know each other was through these family settings for like birthdays and Christmas okay. and Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so one Thanksgiving, that's when things started clicking for us. And like, I know that's, you know, that's Hannah's brother. Like I know who that is and yeah. that's fine. And then we had a really weird nerd moment and it just, uh, <laughs> it, launched off it was uh, oh yeah yes exactly yeah. <laughs> and so he decided to his first time ever being in a church was to help decorate our church building for christmas so so thanksgiving right yeah. and then christmas and the first time that he came in was i'm like you want to come help you know decorate some christmas trees you're more than welcome to it's there's there's no message there's no like sit yeah. down and be quiet there's like food and there's <laughs> christmas so like you you can <laughs> yeah um you know so he's like sure so he came and he helped and he did it and he, everyone was just very um friendly and he's like wow this is cool so on his own accord Again, um, being the only one in his family interested in the church, yeah. um, he came to church one Sunday and he did not look 
the part. I don't know if you have this in your church, in our church, even now, but even more so then. Um, you had to look a certain way. Mm. I married, uh, you know, again, you know, like heavy metal and all that, but he had um, like a skunk head, if you will, and uh-huh. he has plugs and tattoos and, sure. you know, the clothes are not perfect. You're wearing yeah, like yeah, yeah. torn things and converse, like, you know, looking the part and they called security on him. I no. kid you not. Yes. And uh, so they're like, there's this new guy here, like totally everyone's hush hush, like very, oh, very, no. you know, scared. And at the time I was doing kids ministries and they came up to me and they said, there's a guy here who we don't know. And he's asking for you and he's going to be here with the kids. And I'm like, what are you, what, who? And so I, they came and showed me, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, that's Jacob. I invited him here. He is my guest, no. like calm town. And um, it kind of was a pivotal point where people are like, oh, you know, again, you're not really you're not looking the part. It was kind of a shocker for most people. And he still has plugs and tattoos and yeah. his hair changes every now and then. Sure. And, um, and you know, we've been there for, you know, 10 years. So, um, he, he, Oh, my whole point of even telling you this is a rabbit trail. So when he start, we started dating, um, he became a Christian. I'm sorry. He became a Christian, got baptized. I got to see it all happen. We started dating and, um, he, at the end of services, we'd go and eat, and I wouldn't want to say anything. I just want to eat. I'm not yeah. talking. He's like, oh, gosh, I did something. <laughs> she's mad at me. Like, she's upset. And he had to learn, like, no, I'm just – I just don't need to talk to anyone. Anyone. Not yeah. just you. I just don't need to talk to anyone. Exactly. So even now – even with the kids, they're learning like mommy just has to go be in a room by herself for a little bit after church service. Yeah. And you just have to let me be. And they learn and they know. And they'll they'll sometimes just come sit next to me. I said, that's fine. Just come sit next to me and yeah. do your own thing and play on your tablet. But uh, yeah, you're learning the, the way of introverts and extroverts and yep. how they <laughs> yep. uh, have a have a family. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I 100% oh, yeah. relate. My wife oh, yeah. is the same way. Yeah. And she has a big family too. So when we go to family events for her family, she is like full of energy afterwards. Like, this is the best thing ever. And I'm just like, yeah. I need oh, a, gosh. a time by myself just for a little bit. <laughs> yes. Because uh, I'm exhausted. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am exhausted. I oh, get yes. that. I get that. Um, but it doesn't mean that we don't love people. And I think that's funny because. Mm-hmm. As pastors, you would think that, or outside looking in, you would think that, oh, they must be an extrovert. They must love being around people. Uh-huh. They must love talking yep. to people. Sure, I enjoy it. I love people, but it takes it out of me, you know? Oh, um, yeah. After a Thursday night on youth group with giving my all for worship and for games and for preaching and for hanging out with the kids before and afterwards, I'm just like, my brain is like fried, you know? Overdrive. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. Overdrive, yeah. So yeah, even after like uh, network conferences, you know, where you have yeah. thousands of people and my pastor at the time or, or yeah, my boss, my pastor at the time, he was like, yeah, aren't you so pumped? I'm like, just don't talk to me for like three days. <laughs> like I just like would go into my office and he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like you didn't hear from the Lord. I'm like, I did. Yeah. And now I'm going to be by myself for a little bit <laughs> so I can, you know, process everything. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. The best and worst thing about life and even specifically ministry is people like yeah. the best and hardest thing is people right everyone the, has their own personalities and mixtures and yeah. stories yeah it's we do ministry for for god but for people right we're trying mm-hmm. to reach people um but also it's 
those people that will either hurt us, burn us, yep, you know, turn their backs on us or tear us down some way or lift us up at the same time. So it's exactly it's so uh, you never know what you're going to get, but we have to still love everybody equally and still still show them God's grace and God's love equally, you know? Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's a fine little dance that you do as you give and you give and take. And I think that would be, if the Lord were ever to call me, um, say, you know, I know pastor rich always says, rich Gary always says retirement means dead in ministry. Like you have to, <laughs> you're, you're yeah. never going to not do ministry, which I understand. But if I were to never not have a position like full time as a pastor, yeah. I would, I might have a little bit of a culture shock because I've done nothing else but ministry kind of my whole life. Since yeah, high school, yeah. I, you know, yeah, exactly. So I've, I've had teaching positions. I've had, um, you know, babies, like all those, you know, other little things that wouldn't be considered like a pastor's position. There is this, um, there's no clock in, clock out when it comes yeah. to ministry. There's, yeah. there's no, um, Oh, sorry, I'm, you know, leaving. You can't text me or call me or yeah. whatever it is. And honestly, it's it's not like you can just shut it shut it down to a degree. It's always on. And I don't I I don't know any other life besides it. And yeah. so I guess people are a strong part of when it comes to being in ministry and being a pastor and making and breaking and people who, Oh, you're hard to love my friend, but we're <laughs> going to get through it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. My pastor always says that being in ministry is, is oh, how does he say it? Something about being inconvenienced. Like there's mm. always going to be some kind of inconvenience within ministry and, and you just have to get used to that. If you're going to be in ministry, Yeah, um, uh-huh. but it's worth it. It's hundred percent worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you weren't a pastor, what would you do with your life? Talk about the same thing. If you didn't have this yeah. full-time this full-time job, would you be a baker? Would you be a teacher? What do you think you'd be pursuing? I probably would be in some element of teaching, to be honest. I love it a lot. I love still the element of kids and youth and pouring into their lives in that respect. So probably in some respect, it would be um, teaching. Yeah. yeah. And probably baking still. <laughs> yeah. So just everything you're doing now, just <laughs> yeah. But then there's another part of me that I always loved and dreamed before I even got married and had kids was like I just wanted to be a soccer mom. Like that's what I wanted oh, yeah. to do. And like yeah. a married and Jacob played soccer. I'm like, cool, we're on the way. And, but it's a uh, yeah. It's the it's yeah. I think whatever the Lord has for the future, I know that I'm still going to be about His business in yeah. some way. You know. Yes. Be about the Lord's business. That's so good. If you could sum up Christianity in one sentence, what would that sentence be? Mm-hmm. Uh, loving people, love is a decision. You got to make a choice. And sometimes a feeling comes afterwards. Hmm. So a lot of times we think, oh, I don't feel like loving right now. Or I don't feel like I want to be loving to this person or I don't feel like being kind or whatever it is, fill in the blank. I don't feel like doing that right now. Uh, Christianity is not about that. And never in the Bible does it say um, only when you feel like it, thus, you know, do all these things. No, Um, choose today whom you will serve. Choose, um, choose love 
and you love God and you love others and um, it's making that decision. And we have that awesome gift from God of free will to be able to make that choice. And um, as he leads us and he guides us and we allow the Holy Spirit to move within us, um, I need a whole bunch of Jesus to make those choices every day. You yeah. know, um, yeah. it's, it's and it's and it's not so I don't want to make it sound so Christian, if you will, because it's something like even with um, I, I don't always like to to compare it to parenting because I remember before I was a parent, I always hated people comparing to kids. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have kids, but to be honest, like even in the element of parenting, my kids teach me so much, um, of choosing how to parent them, choosing how to love them in ways. And there are different parenting tactics or they'll teach me like, Hey mom, we forgot to pray. Thank you. I appreciate Mm. you, you know, um, refocusing that or it's choosing even my relationship with my husband, choosing of, um, emotions are valid. Feelings are valid, all of these different things, but choosing, okay, we're going to do this. You know, it's, it's refocusing. Honestly, it's a refocusing back, um, back to the Lord and keeping him at our center. And, um, and one of our words that we always go to is pivot. It's one of my favorites. We are friends fans. So most of the time people, uh, can hear that. I I played basketball for a tiny bit. And when you pivot, you always have one foot firmly planted, right? You can move in any direction you want, but you always have one foot. Yeah. Yeah. One foot firmly planted and that in his name is Jesus. And that's how we're going to do it. It may look in different perspectives and different ways on the court, but we will always have one foot firmly planted. Yeah. That is great. That was really great. Thank you so much, Emily. This has been a a lot of fun getting to talk to you today. Thanks for having me. That's so excited. Uh, and there's, if there's anything that you want to promote or shout out, or, you know, if you have a book that you're getting ready to release, anything like that, now's <laughs> oh, the time gosh. to go ahead and, and shout that out. Oh man. Hey, uh, I don't have anything on the books right now, but if you want to follow me, you're always, uh, welcome to follow me. We are the burrito bunch on social media. Yes. Our last name is some burrito. So you can find us on Mrs. Dot or underscore some burrito. And we always love being able to promote what God's doing in our life. Amen. Awesome. That's so cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking time out on your Saturday. And of we'll course. be praying Thanks, for Adam. health within your family, especially with your with your twins. Um, so Thanks. yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing amazing things. So thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Pastors and Pastries is hosted by Adam Tucker, proudly produced by Paved Path Productions. We want to give a huge special thanks to Kelsey Egan and Gracie Shedd, executive produced by Adam Tucker, producer and sound engineer Haley Tucker, theme song by Brandon Liu and Lou's Music, sound mixing by Brandon Liu. Thank you for listening to Pastors and Pastries. You can check out all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts released every Friday. Follow us on social media at Pastors and Pastries, all spelled out. And until next time, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We are proudly supported by Yonder Coffee. You can't have a podcast that involves pastries without a coffee and pastry shop. And Yonder Coffee is that for us. Yonder is a local SoCal coffee shop in Northridge, and they have the best coffee. And I am normally a cream and sugar kind of guy, but I have been digging their 
just black Americanos lately, and it's been amazing. It is really, really good. And they don't just have coffee. They have other drinks as well. Um, my wife is really enjoying their lavender latte and lavender tea. It is amazing. And they make in-house pastries that are just out of this world as well. We eat them on our show. We send them to our guests. It is fantastic. You have to try Yonder Coffee. And now they have a cafe cart that will come to your events as well. Community is very important to Yonder. So invite them in and see how they can enhance your next event, wedding, ceremony, reunion, or Super Bowl party. Who knows? Anything can happen at Yonder Coffee. Visit Yonder Coffee at yondercoffee.com or Instagram at Yonder Coffee. <laughs> 